Hello and welcome to Talking Transatlantic with Talina Kapari, four hours behind in the US of A. And four hours ahead in Great Britain, Richard Wilson. In this podcast, we are looking at what is to be trusted and what is not in this time of isolation and fear. That's right. There's been more than just the usual fake news doing the rounds, and these ones have the potential to be extremely harmful. So we're going to examine what is real and what is rubbish. But again, Richard, Americans never say rubbish, but I, I, I like saying rubbish. Garbage. 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 Um, P-R-A-P. Very good. And give you some help in recognizing whether that social media post is to be trusted or trashed. Are you still stuck in your home? Uh, yes, I am. But I did venture out yesterday. I took some shopping up to uh, my in-laws uh, who live up just up the coast in Northumberland. Uh, how about you? Uh, we're still home and we're getting uh, everything delivered. So we just take what we can get. So we can't be picky about food these days. <laughs> Have you used the um, the drive site, drive-by vet? again? Uh, actually, I haven't used a drive-by vet. But um, I'm waiting to see how long this virus, you know, Still takes going on, so we will just wait. I'm holding off at the moment for your dog, obviously. The vet, so uh, well, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about fake news, as we said, uh, and how it is um, been amplifying fear and confusion in this situation with the coronavirus and the lockdown. And to help us, we have in Charleston, in South Carolina, Kelly Smith. She's a former journalist and now she's a writer. Hi, Kelly. Hi, how are you guys? I'm not too bad. On our fabulous show. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to be here with y'all on this um, quarantine Friday morning. (laughs) Okay, and then we uh, have Dr. David Clark, who is in Sheffield in England. Um, Yes. Hello. Hello. Hi, thank you for joining us. Amongst other things, he's researched fake news and its origins go back further than you might think. So this should be interesting. So, uh, hi, and welcome to uh, Talking Transatlantic. Now, usually we have, halfway through the show, a bit of a a news roundup. And so we thought we might actually start this one with a news roundup, but a fake news roundup. So here is the fake news. So, Talina, do you want to go first with your favourite bit of fake news? My favourite bit of fake news? Um, well, seeing as I have a crying, crazy baby at the moment, um, they <laughs> said that Gerber and Infamil have found themselves in social media this week, saying that they offer free formula. <gasps> but they're not. <laughs> so, because no one can get to the stores. So, uh, it had 21,000 shares and 16,000 likes. However, uh, Gerber and Infidel, uh denied the giveaway. So, so um, for those living in the UK, is this like Cowan Gate? Oh, I should, sorry. You know what? Sorry. That's formula for babies. So these are big, popular American brands. So that would be the thing. Uh, the so stuff you add water to, to to feed a baby with. Yeah. Okay, so. well, I've, I've got one, um, which um, apparently people are saying that if you gargle with salt water... Oh, I saw that can cure um, coronavirus. I've heard about this for um, sore throats, but I think it might be a bit of a, a leap to uh, to think that that's going to solve the problem for coronavirus. Um, uh, Kelly, have you have you seen anything out there? Um, yeah, I have 
some people from high school who are always posting something um, with bogus claims. And I've actually started to um, unfriend these people who I will never see again on purpose um, because, <laughs> because they insult the media. And um, meanwhile, they're posting things by websites that no one's ever heard of, um, like that the one that I just sent you guys a link for it in the chat about how an epidemiologist said that the um, virus could be exterminated if lockdowns are lifted. Um, and it's from a website that I've never heard of. A friend of mine who is who works for um, a news station in Houston, who I went to high school with, commented on that the other day and was like, the best thing you can do is pay attention to your local news. And we're just trying to stress that to people who can't stop posting these BS articles that they find from God knows where. Yeah. What sort of, what sort of articles have they been posted, Kelly? Um, just things that, like, for example, the one that I just mentioned about um, the coronavirus can be exterminated if lockdowns are, are lifted. And um Oh, Honestly, I I unfriended her, and she keeps posting things. And my friend from Houston is texting me uh, screenshots of the arguments that she's getting into with all these people from our hometown who have never left the hometown. So they, so I guess they don't have any perspective on things, and they continue to. They're 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 the perpetrators of these these things, basically. They're the only people that I see on my Facebook feed who are posting these kinds of things. How about you, Dave? Have you, what have you spotted out there which is blatantly not true? Um, well, there's, there's, where do you start? There's so much, so much nonsense out there, but the one that you can't get away from in the UK is the thing about the connection with the uh, 5G mo um, masks, you know, that the... the um, oh, yeah. Our phone masks. Yeah, so they're there's been people going around setting fire to them and firebombing them and all kinds because they think that, that it's spreading uh, the virus because of the link with China. Yes, yeah, um, especially because uh, Huawei, the uh, mobile phone, uh, Chinese mobile phone company, the British government is, is using part of their, you know, using their technology to build it controversially. So, uh, uh, well, that was the fake news. So um, picking up on that thing you were just talking about there, Dave, about the, the 5G technology, um, certain uh, celebrities have been um, um, spreading this story on social media. Woody Harrelson and that, that singer, M.I.A., have both yeah. been um, liking this. M.I.A.? Apparently that's what this singer's called, M.I.A. Uh, Kelly, yeah. have you heard of M.I.A.? I have. Oh, the British singer, or is this a rap rap guy? I can't remember. I remember they have a song that is also the same title as a former Scottish indie rock band from oh. Mason, Glasgow. <laughs> of course you don't, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly uh, MIA, MIA is her name is Mathangia. Oh, I can't even pronounce that surname. I'm not even going to try. But she's, uh, yeah, she's a British, um, she's a British singer who has um, 
on social media, she's also been, um, oh, she's a rapper, um, it says here, um, thanks to Wikipedia. Um, yeah, so, uh, Dave, why, um, why are these so popular and why do celebrities seem to be jumping on this bandwagon? Uh, well, <laughs> do you want me to be polite or frank? <laughs> yeah, it's a frank. <laughs> well, they're stupid, aren't they? That's the only reason <laughs> yeah. that anyone would buy such nonsense. I mean, and I think it, it's a, it just shows you how, how far people have, have become detached from authoritative sources of news. You know, and you see, you hear so many people say, oh, I don't read newspapers and I don't buy a local newspaper and that. Well, this is the result because people believe anything that anyone puts online with no checks on whether they're credible or not. Mm-hmm. And yet something that goes in the New York Times or, you know, the Washington Post doesn't, and it's like, oh, no, we don't believe that because that's mainstream mainstream media sort of thing. So this is the end result. We're, mm-hmm. we're almost going back to medieval times where people cowered inside their houses and just, you know, sort of thought there were all kinds of horrible supernatural things that were targeting them all day. Yeah, because Kelly, you were saying a lot of your friends, um, so yeah, some, friends. sorry, some former high school, former high school acquaintances. I've <laughs> <laughs> been, I've been spreading this stuff, and you mentioned the small town mentality. Um, is that because they are from a small town, or and have they got that small, t- you know, that bubble, that that social media bubble where, where they they, they don't seem to have um, spread beyond that kind of circle of friends. I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, never having left and then their circle just becomes everyone in that town and no one from around the world who can offer any other perspective, you know. Is this all on Facebook, Kelly? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, this is what we would call the echo chamber. Um, yeah. Where if, if you're friends with people online on social media who don't have uh, who have the same sort of thoughts and beliefs as you, you just end up reinforcing your, those beliefs because there's nobody out there giving an alternative view to challenge it. How dangerous is it? Uh, well, it's very dangerous when people um, act on um, false information that they've been uh, they've been given. I mean, there's a I mean, it's a bit of a funny one this, but there's a story. I think this is a true one anyway from from China where someone. Uh, ate something like uh, 1.5 kilograms of raw garlic because they'd been told that um, it would protect them from the virus. And obviously that en- they ended up in hospital with that, you know. So when people do silly things, it, you know, it is potentially life-threatening. And certainly, uh, I mean, um, attacking uh, 5G masks, for instance, is just going to cause even more chaos because obviously NHS and, and emergency services and everyone else rely on uh, efficient communications during this lockdown that we're in. There's there's also this thing about um, false um, drugs being... Um, uh, malaria being, drug? Well, yeah, there's the malaria drug and there's other sort of um, medications being touted around by fraudsters on the internet saying that these are cures for coronavirus, um, which they're Clearly not, because, well, we don't have one yet. And they're actually making people very ill whilst making these fraudsters a lot of money. Um, and But people are just so willing to believe them. Mm-hmm. That's true. Actually, funny you should mention that because I was told that our local pharmacy in the small suburban town in New Jersey had a special uh, 
pill or whatever, malaria that they could give, and they were sending it to India to cure people for coronavirus. So, um, sending it to India. India, yeah. So they were testing it out, but it came from the pharmacy where I live, like some small, small pharmacy. But um, people will believe anything, you know. So. Well, one of the theories, and actually this might have a bit of fact to it, they're not sure yet, is that it, a warmer climate might... Um, oh, yes, the coronavirus is supposed to go down when spring comes. <laughs> yeah, so so Kelly, it's quite warm where you are, is it? It Yeah, it has been warm, but it hasn't done anything to... Yeah, I've read a lot about that because I haven't... I'm like, okay, I, I hate the, how hot it gets in Charleston, but I think I'll actually be looking forward to it this year. But from what I'm reading, um, it is warm in many different parts of the country, I mean, of the world right now. It's still and, and there are still many deaths. Um, so, yeah, it's very hot in Florida. Florida has been um, somewhat of a hot spot. I'm very worried about Florida because... Florida is full of two different kinds of people, old people and assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so the assholes are going to kill all the poor older people. Oh, because they're still out partying on the beach and thinking they're, you know. Exactly. They're all having their spring breaks and, you know, and not following the rules. And, I mean, I do know a few great people from from Florida, but... On the whole, it's just generally known as a place where you go and park your giant trucks next to each other on the beach like you're having a dick con measuring contest. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, well, there was, there was a survey done where they um, found that nearly half of it, adults who have access to the internet will have come across um, fake or misleading information on the coronavirus. And according to Ofcom, which is the Office of Communications, um, which is the Department of the British Government, they say that goes up to 58% for uh, 18 to 24-year-olds who obviously live their lives on social media. So there have been calls then for uh, social media apps to have a button attached where you can press it if you feel like you've seen something of concern so you can then um, raise their attention to the, the fact that um somebody might be um spreading such um you know at the, fake so news. Look at the, so, uh, the media app it's a, it's a fake news creator pro make your breaking news hang on so an app to help you create fake news yeah so it's like make your breaking news so it's like something to like uh, to have fun with your friends, and then you send it to them, and then it's not true. So. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I think there's enough for everything these days. Therein lies the problem. Yes. Oh, that happened on, uh, I think that must have been what people used on April 1st. There was a fake article going around in Charleston saying that kids were going to have to repeat their year in school next year. Oh, really? A big joke on all the school kids. I think this is a good time to go to the news. I think so. so too. Keep it going, keep it going. Go on then, go on, Selena. Do you have uh, any interesting real news this time? Uh, let's see. I actually published a story about a fashion student here who uh, is making masks for first responders and donating them. And it was actually picked up 
nationally by Fox. So that was really exciting. She's doing so that, was your, that was your hyperlocal website, wasn't it, Selena? Yes, hyperlocal news. This is why, you know, got to pay attention to the smaller publications. We do good stuff. So I was trying to write an uplifting story. <laughs> well, um, my story, it kind of brings in fake news a little bit, but it's actually um, the ambulance service in the UK has had to... Um, put out uh, a note or um, like, like a release saying um, that there is a, a message going around. It's like a recording of somebody pretending to be a um, an ambulance driver uh, making claims which are untrue. And the claims are that a third of all uh, coronavirus deaths are from babies, young people and children with no underlying um, health issues and that is not true uh, they also say that the ambulance service wouldn't attend um, a house with some breathing difficulties uh, uh, that is also untrue and um, um, they made another claim that ice rinks are being used as morgues in the UK because so many people are dying they've got nowhere to put them uh, that is also a load of tosh none of it's true so they've had to put out this release to, to sort of put people's minds at, at, at rest on that, especially parents of young children, which I'm one of. Uh, the one I'd quite like, which is definitely true, is a piece I found in The Guardian about um, um, cosmonauts apparently having to um, skip all the um, traditions that they used to do before they were they, they go off into orbit up to the space station because apparently they've got this elaborate thing where they used to go, go to Yuri Gagarin's grave and they used to leave flowers and things. Um, so that tradition that's that's gone on every every time they've gone up into space, and they haven't done it this time. No, they haven't been able to because like, they're in com complete quarantine. Now you'd expect people going up into space to be in some kind of quarantine. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was going to mention a great story that was in our local news and then made it to national news recently. There was a, a new pizza place that opened up um, in Charleston downtown and just only like maybe three months ago mm -hmm. um and they recently started doing takeout as a way to make money since they can't they don't have people sitting at the bar drinking wine um some people wrote into the local newspaper the post and courier to complain about the fact that they ha ha were highly suspicious of the pizza being frozen pizza and so the the food writer who is a well-known critic here and very um very great writer and a great investigative journalist followed him around basically um i guess at, just, at a safe social distance oh yeah at a safe social distance <laughs> probably hiding in her car but saw him throw away in the dumpster and went and looked in the dumpster to find um, a lot of frozen pizza boxes that came from Costco. Uh oh. And they published photos of the pizza, and it was actually um, really gross-looking burnt frozen pizza that he was selling for twenty bucks that he got from Costco <gasps> for like two dollars. Shame on him. Shame on him. Yeah. Profiteering out of the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, oh, I like and, that story though. And, Hawken, and he was selling it as you know, house made buffalo mozzarella, and you know all the adjectives that, but 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 not the right ones. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, oh, I love that. Well, that was the news. Uh, Dave, you, I mean, you, you've looked into fake news from, you know, from the past. You, you found some stuff out from World War One, actually, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it goes back many. I mean, the thing is, there's many different definitions of fake news, isn't there? But the one, the one I think uh, is the, is the one that goes back furthest is, is propaganda, because that's that's what um, some of the worst mm-hmm. types of fake news are that are deliberately used to target, um, for example, in wartime, the enemy. And there was a classic case in the First World War where a fake news story was circulated and it was published in all in many of the um, newspapers at the time, Daily Mail, Daily Express, the usual suspects, saying that the, um, the Germans were actually boiling down the bodies of their own dead soldiers and recycling them into margarine during the First World War. <laughs> Complete nonsense, but it, it'd be, it was deliberately invented and spread. And because people believe that the Germans are evil and that they were capable of anything, um, lots of people took it to be true because it was in the Times and it was in the Daily Mail. Yeah. Just just before we go there, how is everyone coping with the lockdown then? Dave, you've been going on a few um, walks while still following the government's guidelines of one exercise a day. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I just think the best way to combat the virus is to stay fit and healthy and get plenty of sunshine, vitamin D. And then if you do come down with something, you, your body's more likely to re- to uh, to be able to fight it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, we've got the back garden. We've been, like, um, the kids have got this trampoline and they keep making me go on it. But actually, that is probably the only real exercise I'm getting at the moment, jumping from the trampoline with the kids. I mean, I'm talking about people who are, who are fit and healthy and have got no symptoms. I mean, obviously, if, you, if you've, you've got a compromised immune system, you should follow the advice and don't and, and stay in. Yeah. I um, I have a so I'm very fortunate to live in a house with a backyard and a nice little neighborhood with nice big sidewalks and stuff. So I've been taking my dogs for I I, I work from home anyway. We normally go on about three walks a day at least if not four, <laughs> just because it's a nice little break for me as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm still doing that. I'm still working from home. The only real differences are that I um, dug up my backyard last weekend to build a garden, which I've been wanting to do for a couple of years. And I've also been wanting to do yoga more regularly. And since I have had several freelance pro- um, um, jobs kind of, you know, tapered off recently. I have more time so I can do the yoga, which is really helping my mental health because, you know, if you think about this stuff too hard, it'll make you cry a little bit every day. And I have spent many days in what I felt like was a constant state of panic. So um, remembering to breathe every day has I mean, that's the thing is actually this this kind of like lockdown has given me a chance to do all the things I've been planning to do for a long time and I've never got around to. Like, oh, I've had to postpone my wedding. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. When, yeah, you were supposed, when, when were you supposed to get married, Kelly? It was supposed to be June 13th, but as soon as the flights from the UK were banned, we decided that was a deal breaker because um, not knowing when those will be lifted um, is kind of a big deal because my best friend Allison and her husband and her kids who Allison and her kids are all in the, all in the wedding um pretty VIP so <laughs> with them not being able to come it was I was like this is not going to be as magical 
without them. So um, we decided to postpone it. And with so much uncertainty for this year, we just decided to do it for next June. So it's going to happen next June. That's, oh, well, um, I don't know what to say to that. Congratulations for next year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the uh, that's the unfortunate reality of being locked down, I suppose. Well, that is about it for this week. So, um, thanks to our guests, Thank Kelly you Smith, for coming on our fabulous show. Yeah, <laughs> so Kelly, Kelly in Charleston, cool. South Carolina. Yeah, and Dave Clark in Sheffield. Sheffield. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank y'all. Well, that was us talking over the Atlantic. And if you want to contact us with your thoughts, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Richard W News. Selena is still not on Twitter because... Uh, I don't do, <laughs> don't do Twitter. But I tried to compare, so thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.